And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Hey, you're not at the top of the hour. It's like, oh. There's a debate tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, for all of those who won't be the nominee. <laughs> they'll be talking as if they will be the nominee. <laughs> now, you and I said this, we had said this earlier with everything that has Everything that's gone on, and you see the numbers right now, uh, unless um, unless there was a medical issue with Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, he just says, or he you says, know what? I, yeah, I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah. I, Which, I don't see that happen. That's not no, that's happen. not going to happen. I no. guess we could say the outside chance. I keep seeing these stories. An asteroid will come close to Earth. And by close to Earth, we mean 300 million light years. Um, You know, it's. It's inevitable. And I was telling you during a break earlier, I keep seeing this. uh, Well, you look back historically at this early in the season and polls were here and polls were there. And mm, no, sorry. Now, the general election that may apply to. But uh, in terms of the primary, if nothing is shaking it up, if because you and I look at movement, we don't put anything really into any one given poll. We don't put much into it. We can look at the spread in certain polls and like the in the GOP field, uh, this person versus Biden. We did that yesterday. And and that's interesting because there is movement between each of the candidates. But when you look at it, it's we're in unprecedented territory and there hasn't been any movement for Trump except for you could argue maybe more of a lead for him, mm-hmm. you know, along the way. So I just don't see anything changing that. And I believe no. he'll be the nominee. 
And, and I think what uh, came out of the elections yesterday where you had uh, uh, in uh, in red Kentucky, the uh, the incumbent governor, Bashar, hold that. Uh, and uh, you had in in uh, uh, Virginia uh, the fact that they didn't get the Senate and the Republicans lost the House mm-hmm. and then the abortion uh, uh, vote in uh, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a couple of things, my gut tells me a couple of things come out of this, that if there was any passing thought in the Biden campaign uh, that, okay, he needs to get out, that that's gone for a while. Because yeah, they were, Joe Biden, they were yeah. Yeah. what I what I say? I, I don't know if you mentioned Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, I, I just don't, I don't see uh, Joe Biden. Uh, I, I don't see them considering it now Mm -hmm. just with the celebration now do i think it was an over celebration yes because to extrapolate what happened last night to next year is this is making the same error as anyone who would view the one poll from the new york times a year out and come up with any type of definitive opinions and that's why you said when you were looking at Trump and the reason we just don't see anybody catching him is because this has remained consistent month after month after month after month and you really see no weakening no matter what and and we gave an example because uh, uh, you know of uh, Trump when Trump came out and said <laughs> and this goes back what was maybe was it a month and a half ago two months ago or uh, on on uh, when he criticized DeSantis mm-hmm. and how radical the abortion ruling uh, was mm. and the fact uh, that uh, he would make a deal that both sides would be completely happy with. Right. And yeah, yeah. let's be honest, you can be the most loyal Trump supporter. You know that's a delusional statement. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be happy uh, with whatever an abortion ruling is. There's always going to be an opposition, right. uh, you know, uh, uh, to that. And, and so, uh, but I do believe that after the Ohio vote, that if, you know, uh, Trump, I can see him when asked, because that question will come up consistently from especially the mainstream media, because their goal now is all these other states, you know, we we may not be able to get turnout for Biden, but we can get turnout on abortion. Yeah, sure. And so ask Trump, ask Trump, ask Trump, ask Trump, ask Trump. And I can see Trump saying, look, it's not a federal issue anymore. It goes back to the states. But if the Republicans wish and the Democrats wish to bring it up and negotiate it, uh, I'll help them with the plan that uh, that most Americans uh, probably would be on the side of. Yeah. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting you know there's so many great ways to find great deals hey i have a great find in your bargain hunting journey book online at motel6.com use the code cp red eye to get 15 percent off your stay at motel 6 or studio 6 with almost 1500 locations across the country there's almost always a motel 6 or studio 6 nearby and truck parking is available at most locations enjoy a clean comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code cp red eye that's the letters cp red eye all one word for 15 percent off your stay at motel6.com that is a bargain that's just something i've noticed 
Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. And, And you and I've talked about what you saw what you saw last night has not changed anything in the way that I see the country viewing abortion. And it's the fact that the majority of people still, you know, the Democrats will say the majority of people, the majority of Americans want abortion. Mm-hmm. The majority of Americans also want restrictions on abortion. Yeah. And what restrictions do they want? Well, they don't believe in partial birth abortion. They don't believe abortion, however you wish to define it they don't believe in abortion up to birth they right. don't right now why is that as we have stated get out of the politics of it and talk about the morality of it and what people are thinking mm-hmm. and i think it gives you a better clue as to how americans are thinking and it's part of the discussion that i've had with at least 10 women that are pro-abortion since last year in the dobbs decision and every single one was the exact same conversation Right. I was like, wow, I've been here, done this before. Oh, I've been here, done this before. I've been here, done this before. And what would happen is I'd be out somewhere and somebody would say, yeah, he's that guy there. He's a talk show host. Oh, you are? So what do you think about abortion? What do you think about? What do you? I don't think anybody should mess with my body. Oh, so you're for abortion till birth. No, 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 no. 15 weeks, 26 weeks, so, you know, second trimester. Oh, then it's not about your body. Mm-hmm. What? Well, you just said it's about your body, So you, but you believe that after 15 weeks, one of them said 15 weeks, that the government can stop you from getting an abortion. Well, yeah, why? Well, because I consider it a human being then. Oh, so you're angry at people that believe that uh, a, 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 a child is a child at conception, that they become a human being at conception, but you've picked 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. So you both had the same, the thought is the exact same for the majority of Americans. Pro-lifers are only different from you in their time span. What makes your time span more accurate than People that believe birth or that uh, uh, it becomes humans become human at conception mm-hmm. could answer the question. And I said, and it's not about your body. You just admitted it to me. It's not about your body because you just said that the government should be in control of your body after a certain period because you believe it's a child. That argument is the pro-life argument. Yeah. Yep. And I do believe that that. And I will tell you that nobody was angry at me after I, I I did that. They couldn't argue it. And I wasn't saying it in a way saying, you're a killer. I was just explaining. Or you're murdering babies. Mm-hmm. I was just explaining that, well, the the contradictions that they were making and the fact that it's a time span difference between most people. Now, if it's... Abortion up to birth or partial birth abortion, that's a whole different ballgame. Right. But for anybody else, 
And so I don't see that. That's not changing. And it, and over the last 20 years, it has moved more towards people against abortion till birth. Yep. And that's what you work with if you're trying to move forward on any particular issue. And that's why you have Republican governors, you know, stating, well, six week or heartbeat bill or, uh, you know, 16 week uh, bill. I think that's one. It was Youngkin who proposed that that mm-hmm. um, and and because they know that's where the majority of people actually stand right. and nobody right. will talk about it in, in the whole process of it. Nobody will say, well, what makes the difference between 15 and 16 weeks? They can't tell you scientifically what the right you know, scientifically they, they can't argue it scientifically at all. It's just their feeling that at this particular point, and so Americans are still struggling with it. It's not that Americans it's why are why like, it's not going to get done on Capitol Hill. Right. That's why it's never yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, but speaking of Yunkin, any chance of him running now is gone. Mm. Now I don't know if he was going to run, but any talk of him running is done now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for in in twenty four, I don't think it would have mattered anyway. I don't know what scenario he would have gotten in. Uh, gotten in on but uh so i believe that that uh that there's a greater chance now that biden will not you know say okay i'm not going to run because they just i think you're going to see them taking this as a huge victory and i think that's uh it would be wrong for republicans to take the new york times poll and celebrate it Hmm. it would be wrong for the democrats to take what happened yesterday and celebrate it as that's the indication of their victory for 2024. Well, because we've seen this time and time again, where they'll take one election and say, see, this proves. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, but I agree. I think they'll try and leverage that because I think it supports uh, Joe Biden's ego, which is not going to let him drop out. And he'll take it and say, look, you know, we've seen it time and time again. We saw it with all these elections and blah, 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 blah. The economy is great. And they'll con- they'll continue that. And those that are suggesting he should drop out, the David Axelrods of the world, they're going to fade off into the background. Things aren't going to get better. The economy isn't great. His agenda is is crushing american families but they'll take this energy from this election cycle and say see uh we're good to go and 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 this shows that that uh, we're going to win i think there are things the republicans can learn from yesterday and that's mm-hmm. the fact that you better be damn unified over a particular easily understood message that slam dunk for 2024. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the concern with me because even before the results from yesterday, you know, again, they've spent a total of four weeks this year trying to find a speaker. Right. You know, in January and again recently. And that's a problem. And if you can't get it together there, then the question I we you and I have been questioning the party for a long, long time as to why they can't get their messaging together. But it has to be consistent. And I would love to be pleasantly surprised. I would love 
to see uh, whether it's Mike Johnson, whether it's the party, whether it's, I don't know. Maybe it's the state parties that bring it together. I don't know, but I would love to see that happen. I just don't have the confidence that it will. And you and I, gosh, I don't remember where it goes back to, but it, man, 2012 maybe? But talking about all of the things where it's just handed to you, all you got to do is point. All you got to do is point it out, point it out, point it out. Right now, the message couldn't be any clearer. And let's put it this way. I'll take take the extremes. If you are running a bunch of politicians that are like Mike Johnson Mm -hmm. instead of George Santos, Mm -hmm. you will win a lot more, even if both agree on the same conservative principles. Right. Yeah. Or I'll say Mike Johnson and a Bobert. Yeah. Yeah. I'll use that. Right. The Mike Johnsons will win more. Yes. I'll say this. So it's not viewed as sexist in any way if you run Elise Stefanix instead of <laughs> in, in, instead of um, um, a Bobert. Right. You will have better success, which means run people that seem normal. That can stay on the ideas and don't make it stay about on themselves. The ideas, yes, uh, I, but, I'm tired of the, the, the people that 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 are trying to make it about themselves. You're you're not you work for your constituents. You work for the American people. But I see more and more indications, clear indications, that they think they're they're trying to get their social media status up. Yeah, focus on the ideas and campaign that way. And go to work. Be an adult. Because this is the best opportunity in the the history of, of me covering elections or me following elections in my life. So you're talking over a half a century mm-hmm. where the issues favor one political party so greatly, but the personalities don't. Yeah. Which is bizarre for me because this should be a slam dunk election. A lot of uh, YouTube shorts coming up with Ronald Reagan from back in the day. Man, what a different time. <laughs> what a different time it was. I just watch him and I, th- I think to myself, that's that's like watching people from another planet. You yeah, know, it was a different time. It was a different time. It feels like we're on a totally different planet now. Mm-hmm. And when you say Reagan, I think of 84, I think of Reagan, Mary Lou Retton. I mean, yeah. that's just, right. it's just yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was during right. that election. I remember right. exactly where I was. Right. And then they remember the Olympics of 84 in L.A. were right. going on. So. Right. And Reagan could say things and you would understand it and go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yep. no, he's right. 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howe's Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920.
quiet weather across most of the nation to start the week. Yet USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says later in the week, a Pacific storm system will have a cold front that starts to tap into a little bit of Gulf and Atlantic moisture. And as that happens during the second half of the week, we will see at least temporarily an increase in rainfall across the south, generally from the western Gulf Coast region into the southeast. That should result in beneficial moisture for winter wheat and cover crop establishment in the region, as well as aid in controlling wildfire threats. It has been incredibly dry. We've got an increasing footprint of extreme to exceptional drought, D3 to D4 on the drought monitor across that region, and rain is really desperately needed in places like the Mississippi Delta and the Tennessee Valley. Two to perhaps six-inch rain totals are expected along and near the Texas coast, while other areas in the southeast could receive at the most an inch of rain later this week. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Run Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. We don't have time, but what you just told me now, you you got to you have to bring up following the bottom of the hour, All right? Because okay. I think it's a, I think it's a interesting. I really think it's an interesting, a, a very interesting and prolific opinion. Yeah, I, it, yeah it, it yeah, really is, and yeah. you've related, and it and it's on just you know protesting of today and certain issues out there, or it's just <laughs> in liberalism. Protesting has become such a automatic, automatic, automatic vir- virtue response. signaling thing. Yep, that that they really don't know about the particular issue. It may not even affect. It them. doesn't it's affect them at all. The virtue signaling. I got to go. Time to make, protest. And, time and to pro- yeah. what do you what are you carrying today? I'm old enough to remember when they were carrying signs in the and the whole uh, liberal transgender movement thing, and that was the day's protest. Nope, that one's gone. Replaced by something else. We'll talk more in a minute. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities. I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking... How did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Warrior Project. Wounded Warrior Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye-opener, and it I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that. I just love him. I love you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her 10 times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone.
Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. The IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800-312-9970. Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast One released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast One stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast One now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. Shop at iowa80.com for the best selection of everything for your truck. Bumpers, fenders, toolboxes, lights, interior, and more. iowa80.com, your trucking accessory superstore. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning, and thanks for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today, and if you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you uh, choose. Interesting, we're just having a discussion during a, a, a commercial break uh, in the last uh, half hour, and I thought it was really interesting when you were talking about, you know, just the the uh, the uh, pro-abortion movement in this country already, where, and we have talked about this before, but I just like the way that you phrased you you phrased the conversation, um, and that's and when we've talked about it before, we've said, you know, abortion actually doesn't def- it doesn't affect as many people as it used to at all right. when Roe v. Right. Wade came out, right? Because of birth control, right? Uh, in this country and change in attitudes of young people, yeah, it is. And you, when you have the whether it's a morning after pill or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not at all the kind of an issue of urgency that it used to be. Right. Yet it's still there as an issue. Yeah, because it is, you know, again, it's it has has been uh, from the very beginning. When you go back to Roe v. Wade, uh, it has be- become, you know, it was this this um, protest uh, that 
for the left, was part of the foundation of the left Mm -hmm. for all of that time. And they still wanted to be, you know, the Democratic Party still wants it to be that. Uh, So many times they want to uh, bring about uh, a new civil rights movement. And so that's the language you'll hear. But for the people that are participating in the protests, it really isn't that it affects them directly. It is just that, well, it's a protest and it's a reason to get out and protest the right. It's a it's a reason. It's a reason, of, to, it's a reason of virtue signal. It's a, it's a reason. Yes, to virtue signal as well. But you look at the, the stats on the number of abortions and it's hard to follow, you know, exactly. But there are two sets of numbers that Pew Research looked at, the the Guttmacher Institute and also the CDC. And both of those organizations looked at, you know, followed uh, uh, the number of abortions since 73 and how they've changed. And basically it peaked in 1999 or 1990, rather, for both of them. The CDC has a lower number than the Guttmacher Institute, but while it did come up between 2015 and 2020, it is still down dramatically versus 1990. The point is, is that it's that abortion isn't. And I think we've touched on this before, but when you relate it to the mindset of those who go to protests, we're seeing that play out right now with this morbid support of Hamas and this anti-Semitism, this is part of that same mindset of activism. They don't know the facts, and the facts don't affect them directly. Not everybody in that group that's protesting against Israel is a Palestinian. No, most aren't. It's liberals that are out there, and they have to be, again, I've been saying it since day one on this issue, it's it's we're we're truly defining who the radicals are and we're separating the radicals from everybody else and and this is one of those moments but it is that same type of mindset of i've got to get out there and show that i'm going to do this i'm going to and it is that virtue signaling i've got to be part of the protest it is the protest of the day and and we saw it and you and i talked about this going into the primary season for the Democrats in 2020. Who's going to be on stage in terms of their kind of virtue signaling? You're going to have to demonstrate that you hate Trump more than the other candidates hate Trump. And it it really is that virtue signaling that drives them in order to prove to the world that they care more or they hate this thing more than anybody else. Or they're because and I want to combine this with something that that Turley talks about all the time, you know that you know the the age of rage, the, yeah. You can you yeah. combine the age of rage with the age of virtue signaling, but virtue signaling is I'm angrier than you, right? Which means I care more about you. I don't right. know anything about what the hell I'm talking about, right? And and I a couple of things. First, uh, there was the the story yesterday. I believe it was New York City in this coffee shop. And this uh, owner, just like 20 or 27, 28, 29 years old, a young guy, ran, ran a coffee shop. Well, he put up an Israeli flag. Hmm. His his staff was all young. 
Yeah. They all quit. Right. They left. Yeah. They were outraged at him for putting up an Israeli flag. Yeah. They're all for, you know, uh, you know, the, the, they're all for, you know, they're basically pro Hamas. Mm -hmm. There's no other Mm -hmm. way you could look at it. Mm -hmm. And what happened was he, he had another function he had to go to. He had to cater a function and he realized, uh oh, somebody else is leaving. And he called his mom and said, you need to go in and shut down the coffee shop. She Mm -hmm. says, I'm not shutting it down for this. I'll go in and learn how to. And his mother went in, got her friends, got friends of his. They went in and started, you know, making the coffee and doing whatever. And the word got around. Next thing you know, there's a line of 100 people waiting to get into the coffee shop. Nobody's angry. Right. Because they're not there just to get the coffee. They're there for the support. But he said, he goes, they didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. They didn't even know what happened. They didn't, they had no idea what was going on, yet they felt so passionate about something that they were clueless on that they had to quit. And they were furious and they were angry, but they were clueless and angry, but still had to protest. Yeah. And they didn't even know what was going on. They didn't know the facts about it. And it brought me back to the movie from, I think it was 94 or 95, if anybody's ever seen it with Jeremy Piven, PCU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's about this, you know, kid that goes to a, a college. I think it was in Connecticut or Rhode Island or something. Mm. And, and uh, you know, and he went in uh, pre-frosh. He went in to basically find out what the what the, the, the college was about. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the, the person who's supposed to show him around is Jeremy Piven, who basically runs some kind of co-ed uh, <laughs> um frat sorority house where they all mm-hmm. hang out and all they want to do is party and he's the one that's got to show him you know show him around and it was like and so we did and they go through and it's like they go through the you know this the student union whatever outdoors and there's like every type of protest mm-hmm. known to mankind yeah, right i'll never forget they're screaming you know save the whales do this free nelson mandela and i'll never forget <laughs> piven's character turns around and goes they freed him already, or one right. of the people said, they freed him already. Right. And it was hilarious. And he said, these are cause heads. They, they, they believe that their you know, life's goal is to protest, and so they protest all the time. And then when one thing has burned out, they jump onto the next protest. Right. It's basically a lifestyle for them. And, right. and when you said that to me, that's what I started thinking of. I started thinking of the coffee shop. I started thinking of the... the, the, the um, uh, the insanity of these students that really don't even seem to know what's going on. They don't know any of the facts at all. They don't right. care to know the facts. Right. And I thought, well, that's the same thing with the radical transgender movement. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, these students that are furious that you will not accept somebody, that you will not suspend reality of biology, mm-hmm. And they're at, they have nothing behind them. There is no critical thinking. There's no connecting the dots to anything that is logical. Yet they're absolutely furious to the point of wanting to beat you up, to intimidate you, yes. to destroy your life, as right. Riley Gaines, you know, uh, found out. And right. none of it makes any kind of damn sense right. because none of it is based in reality at all. Remember uh, what they were saying? Uh, Riley Gaines showed up to talk at a university here in North Texas, and they were looking at the people going in that support Riley Gaines, and they were saying to them, I know where you live. Think think about this mentality, this dangerous and violent mentality from the left that is going on. And 
It is that urge to show, well, see, I care more. I'm willing to commit violence. I'm going to do this. And and by the way, it's also anger. That it, it, it really is an anger that, and I don't know if it's because in the back of the, their mind, they're being proven wrong with the facts. And that's frustrating. After committing to a cause. Is it? Is it? A kind of radical fundamentalist belief that is based on the faith of the group and whoever the leader is promoting the BS and you just ah, accept it okay. and you move on? Is it the lack of, is it, I have to ask this question, I'm only asking the question, I'm not, and I'm not making a statement by asking the question, mm-hmm. even if you do wish to read into it, mm-hmm. uh, but is it? Is it a substitute for religion or or faith? I won't say religion. Is it a substitute for faith? I got to ask that question. I can't. I think it can serve as that, and I think it also is a an excuse not to engage in critical thinking. Critical thinking requires you to realize in the. Where if if you start it, it, and and practicing critical thinking, the first critique comes of yourself. There are corrections you have to make of you, mm-hmm. and those are the things that you go through it. And as talk show hosts, we kind of understand that all too well because you're putting it out there for everybody to hear, and you have to know exactly where you stand. And if you don't engage in that, you can just keep chanting what the others are chanting. And you bring that up. It is that group think. And without social media, where would it be? Well, where what, what would the level well, be in the room without social media and active media? It would still, there would still be plenty of protests. I mean, there were back in the 60s. We saw, but that was a, that was a real, I mean, you look at it. Those were the civil rights days and and the Vietnam War and everything else. And you could look at those protests and say, okay, we know why they're here. On today's issues, it's like they're going out with a, a blank sign looking for a cause. Well, and, and you, you said that uh, when, when you said this, this hit me when you said the fact that, you know, they don't wish to engage in, in critical thinking. That may be the behavior, but is that the goal or is the goal to get easy satisfaction, instant gratification? No, that's it. That no, I, that, has, that is that, definitely the goal. That, I that, think so. Instant gratification that I'm protesting something and I can find people that agree with me. Yes. We've never discussed it. We've never right. actually gone through the critical thinking process and asking each other, as you and I do all the time, did I miss anything here? How many times have I said that? I'm not sure about this topic, but did I miss something here? Right. Because this is how I'm thinking. Did I miss something here? Right. I'm always questioning whether I miss something, you know, maybe not as much on the air, but I do it on the air when I'm just, when, especially when a new topic comes up and I go, am I missing something here? And, but I do it all the time in preparing for the show. What am I missing? What am I missing? What am I mm-hmm, missing? Mm-hmm. Well, that's when you do that. And when critical thinkers do that, you're doing the hard work of coming to an, a, a opinion that people may disagree with you, but most people will know how you got there, and they can follow the logic to it. Right. You can't follow any logic here. There's no work being done 
to actually form a coherent argument or connect dots. It's simply rage. It's an emotional wave. It's, it, it's like an emotional uh, uh, wave based on rage and then a good feeling that we're all together and we got angry and therefore I'm doing something positive. I can't define what okay. I'm doing positive. Well, if you're at a concert and and the band comes on stage and they open and everybody's screaming, stands up and everybody's screaming. But if you're alone in your room and watching that band on YouTube, are you standing up and screaming? No. Have I had a beer? <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Depends on how many beers I've had. Sometimes the YouTube isn't even on. I'm just screaming for no reason. But no, I mean, it is that that energy wave that carries them, and I think they get something from that, that kind of weird gratification, that satisfaction of being part of that energy, even though it's extremely negative. Which makes me ask the question, is that why most conservatives don't normally, the first thing that comes to their mind is not protesting? Yes. <laughs> I think that's part of it, a big part of it. Eight six six ninety red eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. Check out all the latest in news, events, trekking information, and podcasts at Red Eye Radio's website at redeyeradioshow.com. That's redeyeradioshow.com. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Just fascinating, though. I mean, the, yeah, I'm I'm so glad we we uh, I'm so glad you brought that up in one of our commercial breaks when you just started analyzing protests of today and and you know what the left is actually protesting and whether it affects them or not, and just in general how knowledgeable they are it, on right. on things. And it just is really amazing. I'm amazed how the protests of today are much like. The movie PCU from right. 1994. Right. Yeah. They're just running out with a blank sign. Yeah. Hey, what are we protesting? Okay. Now I'll write that on the sign. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord! We get it! They have chemistry! Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. 